everyone, I'm Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Dr. Kathy King and I want you to know you are important to us. We are thrilled that you're here with us today for another episode of Writing Works Wonders. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Writing Works Wonders. I'm Cheryl McNeil Fisher and leaving for vacation and she'll be gone for the week. I'm going to recap a little bit about what we did the last time we were together for memoir. And we talked about autobiography and memoir and the differences between them. For autobiography, if you're writing about something, an event, you have to make sure your facts are correct. And memoir, it's your feelings, your memories, and what you remember and feel from that event. You could have a sibling or a friend at the same event and you both have different memories or all three of you have different memories or how you felt during that event. That's the main difference. And a biography, of course, is written by someone out about you. Today, we're going to talk about different ways we can write memoirs. And I'm going to be asking some of you to chime in. The first way is with poetry. Carol, over the past almost two years, has been writing poetry, short poems, and she started by writing with her grandson back and forth. And then she made the commitment to herself to write a poem every single day, and she's continuing. Most of the time, you can tell what's going on in her life. Carol, so would you tell everybody how you've been doing this? I I certainly will. The the first thing is I started with it and I've been doing, it'll be a year and a half. I did last year and I'm almost halfway through the year this year. And I write something every day and I write it the day before. I'm going to tell you the process. I'm in, always into process as any of you know. So I write a poem the day before and send it out first thing in the morning. And just so you know uh, how I do it, I'm sending it to, I have a family a group I send it to. I have another small group of of people I send it to. And the rest of the people I send it to, I send it blind. So they all know, nobody knows who is getting it. And now I think I'm sending out 35 poems a day. I've always written poetry. And I don't honestly remember how I got started at it. I knew I wanted to write more regularly. And I decided, well, I'll just write a poem every day. And then someone said, well, send it to me. And I, so I started sending it out. What do I write? Anyone that's read my poems knows you never know what the next day's poem is going to be. There's no theme. There's no particular. I write different kinds of poems. I sometimes write a, a limerick. I sometimes write just a rhyming thing. I sometimes just do silly stuff using just words and have used prompts from from writing works wonders as a matter of fact and normally i think as far as number of words it's, uh, it's absolutely under 50 50 words sometimes it's it's might get up to that number but not normally in looking back at them the one thing that i will say it almost looks like a diary in that if by reading those poems and i've looked back at them them and thought, oh my goodness, yeah, that was going on in my life. And I wrote something about that. And I, in thinking about this, this group today, and it was Cheryl mentioned to me, how about thinking about writing a memoir and using poetry. And 
that would be challenging to do it in a, to start and write a memoir. But I think if I did it the way that I have done it over these last months, it could be done. The other piece I'll just add right now, I'm struggling with how am I going to revise them? The process of revising, not that it's hard to revise them, but doing that is challenging. I want to be able to do something every day with it, but it's not happening. So I'm open to suggestions always on on doing that. Anything else, Cheryl? I think some of them might not have to be revised. Some of them may not need Mm. to be longer because you say with short words, a big punch, you know, about you not liking to drink water. She she even wrote, (laughs) maybe I'll hold my nose and I'll drink it. Maybe that'll be better or add a flavor to it. And I just related to it, not liking to drink water. Now my sister, Cindy, she drank water all the time, constantly had a Mm -hmm. plain water. Me, I got to have something in it to, in order to give Mm -hmm. it a little flavor. I think some of your poetry, if you went through it, you could put them together. But like you said, some of us, it could be easier, but some people, it could be a little more challenging. You've been just doing it. And so now taking Mm -hmm. all of those and putting them together, and it could be a chapbook, it could be a book of poetry, but it it could also be a memoir through your poetry. They're short, sweet, to the point, and some of them, yeah, you could elaborate more, but some of them you don't really need to. And I think that's Mm -hmm. the fun. And maybe you could do one a day after you get done writing one for the next day. Just Mm -hmm. look at one you just, mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah. that's a thought. Yeah, thank you. Does anyone use poetry for a memoir? Abby. Hi, everybody. Well, my memoir, My Ideal Partner, How I Met, Married, and Cared for the Man I Love Despite Debilitating Odds, does use poetry. At the end of each chapter, I have a poem. And sometimes that poem illustrates what I talk about in the chapter. And at other times, it's just something separate that I put in there. And I got the idea for this by by after reading Marge Piercy's book, Sleeping with Cats, where she pretty much talks about her whole life. But then at the end of each of her chapters, she has a poetry too. So yeah, that that's what I do. And I after she have written poems and I'm hoping to someday put together a collection of poems I, I, I call Inhabit My World, where I've got poems written about my birth, you know, my early childhood, you know, young adulthood, marriage, that kind of thing, and putting them all together at some point. So yeah, I use poetry and memoir quite a bit. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. You're welcome. All right, Marlene. Okay. Um, I had written a short story using my main characters from my series for a uh, writing course I was taking online. And I shared the story, which was called Lost in a Twilight Zone Moment which was under 300 words with my writers group. And they came back and challenged me during National Poetry Month to write a poem about that story, which I didn't think I would be able to do. But, you know, you sit and you concentrate and kind of look at it. And I came up with A Twilight Zone Memory, which is a poem, uh, version of that story and then I had found out that I had 
several short stories using my my series characters and I had then I started collecting them and then I said well gee I should make this into a short story collection to go with my series and there was another story that I paired a poem with it the poem didn't actually necessarily go with the story itself but it was somewhat re a related subject so anyway I had two stories with it had a poem so finally I came up with the idea of why don't I just introduce each story with a poem so then I set about writing poems to go with the rest of the stories and voila <laughs> thank you and does that help in your memoir writing I have written memoir poems yes because um <laughs> we've we've gotten prompts and and challenges you know to write uh, things uh -huh. and I've, I've written a lot of poems about my relatives um posthumously after they've died because <laughs> it's been fairly within recent years and they're all gone mm -hmm. now so yeah I have Deanna I write poetry about things that sometimes are hard for me to deal with um, the kind of things that will keep me up at night with my mm -hmm. brain running in circles, um, something that's especially joyful or wonderful. Um, and because guide dogs are a big part of my life since I got my first one at 19 and am 74, going to be 75 in September, and I'm working my 10th guide dog, a lot of my poetry was about guide dogs. Mm -hmm. So when COVID hit and I was going to not be able to go see my mother for her 90th birthday, um, you know, because it was too much of a risk to her and to me right. for me to fly mm -hmm. across the country. And I couldn't see my brand new grandson's first child because he, his wife, and his mother-in-law all had COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, and I couldn't yeah. get together with my relatives for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I went into a down spiral, which is not typical for me because I am usually an upbeat person and can find joy in small things to get me through the hard times. Mm -hmm. But I was really struggling that November of 2020. And what I do when I'm like that is I say, what can I do? What small steps can I make to make a difference? How can I help me get out of this dark place where I am? And so I decided that my mother was my first big uh, beta reader. <laughs> mm -hmm. And she always loved everything I wrote. And I had a lot of publications in small magazines and mm -hmm. uh, newsletters and occasional newspaper thing or, you know, all over the place. But never had I actually sat down. I had stuff in anthologies, but I'd never actually written a whole book. So I thought, you've got all this stuff on your computer that you just keep playing with. Um which one is the closest to being a book? And I had been working on compiling 
my life with guide dogs. And that included poetry. It included essays. It included just lots of scraps of things that I had written down over the years. And it was all in one folder. So I said, okay, you can organize this chronologically. You can put the poem with the dog that it, that you wrote about. You can, you know, and you can get this. So I sent it off to Lenora of, of DLD Books. And I said, mm -hmm. um, is there any way we could get this to my mother on February 1st, which is her 90th birthday? And she said, oh, yeah. We can do this. We can get it out in January. That's what I did with my dark and, and lonely holiday season. You took what you had and brought it all together and created your book. When you were writing it, you weren't consciously thinking, oh, this is a memoir. You were writing these different stories, these different poems, and then you compiled them into your 50, 50 years walking with friends, right? Yes, 50 years of walking with friends. Uh -huh. Right. Sometimes we can put feelings into something shorter than we can something longer. Some people can write something very lengthy when they're in the emotion. I'm not able to do that just for today. And right now, what we're going to do is you can use a nursery rhyme, you can use a song, or just write, but pick something, a happy moment in your life. So we're going to take two minutes. And then after that, we'll share about our, you know, the idea is to try and do some kind of a poetry. If you can, don't, I don't, I don't want this to be difficult. Don't think too much, just go with it, go for it. You know, Mary had a little lamb, twinkle, twinkle, little star, something like that. And happy moment in your life. During our workshop, we took four minutes to write. This might be a great time for you to pause this recording and write also. It might be a great incentive to encourage you, or you can wait till the end. But sometimes we find when we stop and pause, we're more likely to write. But whatever works with you is fine with us. Enjoy. Raise your hand if you'd like to share with us. Abby. Of course. I knew I could count on Abby. <laughs> Hi, Abby. Um, Isabella and I danced in her father's pool when she was only six. The song... Uh, All the Single Ladies by, by Beyonce was playing on the stereo. I was still married to Bill at that time. He was in the nursing home here in Sheridan, Wyoming, while Dad and I were visiting my brother in Florida. Isabella was his daughter. That was years ago, but it seems like yesterday. Now Isabella's all grown up and in college. And that's as far as I got. That got my interest. That's what, that's what we're supposed to do. Catch it. Catch somebody, right. right? And you caught yeah. mine. Thank you. All right. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. All right, Marlene. Uh, there's my other one, of course. <laughs> Hello, Marlene. <laughs> <laughs> and you're all, every single person here is special. Hi, Marlene. Hi, <laughs> Cheryl. Well, this is a poem. It's not a nursery rhyme, but she came to sit in front of me. My dog, Ginger, said, okay, pet me. 
back to head up high. Was she pondering what's in the sky? Or was she just sitting there loving me without a care? The end. Thank you. Thank Mm -hmm. you. I miss her. (laughs) I'm sure you do. Thank you. Last year. Thanks. Lisa. Lisa from the mountains of Italy. I learned the value of what not only a dog, but a guide dog brought to my life. Every morning and through the day, he taught me to be in the moment, as well as unconditional love by a dog I now truly understand. Thank you, Lisa. Carol. Happy birthday. It must be Earth Day. But with this rain, that is insane. That's it. Thanks. Sounds like a good plan, a good thing. (laughs) Thank you. Musi. Okay, this is um, a memory. Uh, The day I turned 60, I thought I was good looking for my age. I heard the neighbor girls say, there goes that old lady. Oh, no. No, that's not true, because I'm older than you. Oh, look, I I just made a rhyme. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out. It actually made me laugh, and it made me feel feel happy, but I don't know how to end 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 it. That's all. I just wanted to say what I have. Thank you. Good. Thank you. You will. You'll figure it out. (laughs) All right, Carla. Yeah, I was thinking back to a time when I was about six years old and it was a summer day and I I was running through the garden, just running around in circles and what happened after that. And it sounds like it starts out sad, but it gets happy. So it's um, running through the garden. There was nothing better to do. When I reached the house, I noticed I had lost my shoe. I yelled out for my mother and then I started to cry. One shoe's no good without the other. Oh, where, oh, where did it fly? Then my dog ran up to me and dropped my shoe on the ground. He really was an amazing dog. My lost shoe he had found. Oh, wow. True story. (laughs) Wow, that was great. (laughs) It needs a little bit of, you know, refinements. Oh, but that's great. Thank you. Oh, Deanna. And it's just Angeline. I sat on the edge of my bed listening for her voice. We'd met for the first time less than 24 hours ago. It was two in the morning and everyone else in the room was fast asleep. But how could I sleep? Angeline would be coming in at any minute. My heart was so full of joy. I felt as if I would float off the bed. If I didn't hold onto the frame. A nurse entered the room. She placed my lovely newborn daughter in my arms. In the bed next to mine, on the ward, another new mother had to be shaken awake to nurse her baby. I was thousands of miles away from my own mother, serving in the United States Peace Corps. I felt the connection to her strongly as I held my daughter. And then um, I just had to bring it to a close because I was running out of time. So mm-hmm. I 
skipped a, a bit and just said, since Mother Eve, babies have been born, taken nourishment at their mother's breast, and were cared for without fancy cribs and disposable diapers, I was unafraid to be one more mother in that long chain. My daughter was perfect, beautiful, and healthy. She was brought forth in love. Whatever the future held for us, we would deal with it together. She was my daughter, and I was her mother. Thank you. Would anyone like to give some feedback on how you did today? How you feeling today? Okay, Marlene is first. I had a suggestion. Maybe when you when you're going to give us a prompt during the episode, the prompt or on Thursday when you send out the oh, link, okay, put it, yes, put it there, and that'll give yes. us a chance, and then it'll be yeah. ready when we. Mm-hmm. Have, but of course, there always is that prompts page, which I love. Deanna. Well, I thought if you were going to like do a two minute segment, you could play some um, some peaceful sounding music or um, cricket sounds or, you know, nature sounds like that ocean waves. Thank you, Deanna. The main thing when we're doing our memoir is that we are the characters in our story. Did Carla come back? I'm back. Oh, oh there okay. she is. What I'm going to say is. Um, the, the suggestion, I, I like this sort of a thing. Um, the only thing I'm concerned about giving the prompt in advance, it's too much like the writing prompt. And I think sometimes it's good to have a spontaneous exercise with the timer, if you know what I mean. Yes, And I know that it's awkward, but I would suggest four minutes and you just tell them there's going to be four minutes of silence. Mm-hmm. I mean, if somebody, in, mm-hmm. you know, you could put that in the notes for um, introducing mm-hmm. it um, so that people would be less likely to go away. Just warn them that that's mm-hmm. going to happen. But I think there's a place for both a uh, an advanced prompt and also a, um, mm-hmm. you know, like we do with the writer's prompts as well as something that's more spontaneous. And how did I feel? It was sort of a lot, a little bit of pressure, but it was good for mm-hmm. me. You said it had to be in rhyme and you said to think about, you know, you know, a happy time. And that, mm-hmm. as I said before, that's the best that I could do in that time. But there was a little yeah. pressure, but every once in a while, a little pressure's healthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the other reason I didn't do this week's writing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Lisa has her hand up. Mm-hmm. Lisa. I, you know, the, it's funny. Hi, I forgot. I didn't, when well, I didn't forget, I didn't hear the word rhyming. <laughs> I, I gave people the choice. I, I said, oh, you if, okay. if you're comfortable, because I know some people can rhyme. And I mean, you saw Carla, look at what she wrote. Boom, boom, boom. Just like that. Oh, and and, and same, same with Marlene. Some people can just do that rhyming right away. I would be mm going back and saying, oh, no, I got to correct that word. I got to change that word. So I love these people who just mm-hmm. like, boom, 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 put it all together. Yeah, I thought it was excellent. And I and I think the music is such a great idea because mm-hmm. then this way people come in mm-hmm. and they don't be like, hmm, you hear music, mm-hmm. we're writing. When you're writing a memoir, many people have written them through short stories. Deanna was talking about that, how she put them together between stories and poems. Some love outlines. Some get stuck. Oh, my gosh, I got to write an outline. 
I think sometimes we'll get stuck because we're thinking about way back when we were in school or college or wherever and grade school, because it's just drilled into our head about outlines and doing it exactly this way. And we can get caught up in that. It's a good idea to have maybe an idea of where you want to go in your theme and do one, two, three, four, five. But as you're going, keep in mind, number five may go up into number two, or maybe something else is going to come along that you're going to want to put somewhere else. That's the wonderful thing about cut and paste. And you can move things around or open a new document, cut it, paste it, whatever you do. That's the joy of editing and and writing. And if we need more details and cutting and pasting and how to bring it all together, that's something we can do at another time. Or just email us and we'll be happy to help you out. For those of you who have written a memoir or are writing a memoir or planning on it, how do you feel about that? Is that something you can do? Did you do it? How did you do it? And how are you doing it? And what's your struggle? Oh, lots of questions. I don't know if Kathy would have let me ask all those at the same time. Uh, Lucy, anybody raising their hand yet? No, I think you stumped them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Marlene. Okay, well, I, um, I actually did write a autobiography about 10 years ago. There was a publisher I was gonna go with um it didn't work out but and I and I did an outline because there were things that I wanted to put in it but I did it from the standpoint of showing how I write because I had to relate it to writing because I'm not I'm not a big fan of writing nonfiction <laughs> you can tell from what I said before I'm mm-hmm. fiction is my thing but anyway I did write an autobiography and I did outline and it was really strange was my childhood through high school and college was really easy because I knew points that I wanted to put in there and I and I did an outline but then after I got to where I got married it got harder <laughs> Why? Mm-hmm. but uh anyway I had a I don't know, 14 chapters, I guess. Anyway, it's been about 10 years since I wrote that. And if I ever do publish it in the end, I'll have to add a epilogue. I mean, because, uh, you know, a lot of things have happened since then. I mean, we lost a bunch of dogs and uh, my husband. Either extra chapters or the, the epilogue. When we're writing our memoir, the thing to remember is what we're writing is our memories, what happened, a theme. But remember, this is where you are right now. You're not back there and you don't have to relive it. But where you are now, how you have come through that. Think of keeping the positive energy. Anybody else? Okay. Yeah. Abby. Hi, Abby. I normally don't outline. Um, I normally just fly by the seat of my shorts. But anyway, so my ideal partner, I actually started writing it when Bill was still alive. It started out as an essay. Well, after he'd had his strokes, I started writing about how we met 
and you know how and got married and then you know how he had the strokes and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and then I just you know as life progressed and at one point I suggested he might want to write this with me we could make it into a memoir that we could write together he could write one chapter from his point of view and I could write one chapter from my point of view I'd read a Mm -hmm. uh, Reader's Digest condensed book years ago about a a, a cop who was uh, injured and how he wrote from his point of view and his wife wrote from her point of view and that kind of thing and then after he passed I got the idea of of doing the memoir and I got most of the details down about how I you know took care of him for six years until he passed uh and then after a while I decided I needed to put aside you know take get some distance from it because it was it was very emotional and so I had to leave it be for a while and then come back to it but luckily I had gotten all those details down because by the time I came back to it I couldn't remember half of how I did all the transferring and helping him to dress and and all that stuff so that's how it worked for me thank you Abby you're welcome So each chapter is your own short story. Each chapter could be a poem. Keep these things in mind. And sometimes when we set a timer and then we just say, ready, set, go. That gives a, don't think, just write. It's amazing what can happen and what we can come out with. Carla, did you come up with a prompt for us? I'm going to give you a couple of choices. It could be, of course, it could be a poem. It could be a story. It could just be some musing. Number one, finish this thought. I am dot, dot, dot. What are you at this time? What are you or what are you doing? Or, you know, something in the present. Does that that sound stimulating? Yeah, that's heavy. The second one is I wish dot, dot, dot. And I'll give you one more if you don't like these short esoteric things. One day, an old lady was cleaning her house. In the guest room under the bed, there was a box. She pulled it out and inside the box there was... Ooh, I like that word. It's funny you did it this way because normally you'll you've said to me many times how said to us many times how you liked when we take a rhyme and we put it in our own words or a song or something. You did something totally different than I thought you would. So this is wow. great. I was thinking Thank of you. doing something more with the rhymes, but then when mm-hmm. I asked the people were not as comfortable, I decided, you know what, I better be a little more inclusive and say that they, yeah. mm-hmm. that they want, and it can be a rhyme where it could be prose yeah. or amusing. So All good. Yeah. So every- I'm glad I made yeah. it. Me too. Sure. So does anybody want to read their response to the prompt? Marlene? (laughs) Yes, of course. The prompt is one thunder, a hundred words or less. Okay. Thunderstorm, acrostic by Marlene Massot. There is no sun to provide direction. Hurtling winds defy inspection. Undulating vibrations of unease nervously fluctuate within the breeze. Dense with moisture, thickening air evokes ominous emotions everywhere. Rolling, rumbling, jolting noise 
strikes along with silent flashes in the void. Ask yourself with careful steps, or you may fall into murky depths. Return to where torrent forms. Master your surroundings to escape the storms. The end. Thank you. Abby. In a flash of lightning. After a picnic lunch in the park, Phil and I were lying side by side on the grass, enjoying the sunny summer afternoon. Suddenly, the wind picked up and the sun disappeared behind ominous dark clouds. Sitting up, I said, honey, I think it's going to... A bright streak of lightning illuminated the sky, followed by a loud clap of thunder. Phil lay motionless on the ground. No, I cried, holding his inert body. His arm suddenly came around me, and I found myself snuggled against him in bed, his hand stroking my hair. The end. Thank you. You're welcome. This is actually it's sort of a true story. My late husband, Bill, was actually struck by lightning years before we met. He and a friend were having a picnic in the park and the lightning and thunder came out of nowhere. His friend was killed. He was hospitalized briefly with no, which is minor injuries, but it possibly could have affected, it caused his vision loss later in life. I thought of when you, and I saw that prompt, so. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Abby. Appreciate You're welcome. It. Thanks, everybody. I'm so glad you were here with us. And I just had fun with words. I hope you did too. If you have any suggestions, please share them with us. Info at writingworkswonders.com. Thank you for joining us today on Writing Works Wonders. Kathy and I are thrilled to spend time with you. A tap on that button that says subscribe so you will not miss our show. You can also tap on the link for writingworkswonders.com. It'll take you directly to all the show notes and information that we shared today. Then you can sign up to receive the Zoom link so that you can be live with us when we are recording. You can also contact us at info at writingworkswonders.com. Our phone number is 347-467-0221. We also have a donate button. All donations go to technical expenses that Kathy and I incur in order to keep this podcast going. Kathy and I want you to feel encouraged and inspired and know the wonder in writing. And until next time, our friends, keep on writing. Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.